Hello and welcome back, Attorney Steve Vondran. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, Attorney Steve Vondran, we are talking in this podcast about Malibu media cases. We are talking about these adult pornography cases, cases being brought by Malibu media, strike three holdings. They're filing lots of lawsuits. So this is one case that came out of New Jersey, and it was interesting because In this case, a counterclaim was filed against the plaintiff, Malibu Media, for abusive process. So I want to talk about this case and let you know what happened. Okay, so um, essentially this was a case that was brought in the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey. The name of the case is Malibu Media versus John Doe, subscriber IP address, and the name Tim McManus, defendant. Civil case number 2-17-01321. Okay, so in this case, as you know, with a a lot of cases out there, the plaintiff in a Malibu media case or a strike three holdings case, they're going to locate an IP address. Once they have the IP address, they're going to try to figure out who the subscriber of the internet account is. Okay, and in this case, their diligence brought back that there was a Greenwood Digital LLC as a subscriber. So, but the defendant, uh, apparently Tim McManus, as far as I can tell, uh, he said, well, just because you have a subscriber address doesn't mean that they're the person that did the downloading. And so one way or another, the defendant, Tim McManus, was actually named personally on the lawsuit. I guess Malibu Media said, fine, we'll name you then. How's that sound? So now you're a defendant. So based on that, when that happens, when your case is, when your name is amended and it's, it's put into the lawsuit, of course, you can usually find it online or find people's names online. And it's essentially the same way I found this article. So, you know, most people don't want to be found online due to background searches and things like that. But especially if you're looking for a job. So at any rate, uh, the defendant had filed an answer and affirmative defenses. Remember, you always want to answer and raise your affirmative defenses. And he alleged two counterclaims, one for declaratory judgment. I'm not going to talk about that, but if you want to find out what a declaratory judgment is in this context, you can go to attorneysteve.com. That's my website, attorneysteve.com. Use the search bar and type in declaratory judgment if you want to know more about that. This case, however, dealt with abusive process. Now, I'll just tell you basically what abusive process is, but the defendant brought an abusive process counterclaim. These are creatures of state law, so this is not going to be a federal law kind of thing, so it is going to depend on the laws of your state. I have in a video a video down below that I'm going to put in the comments section for my California peeps that talks about California abusive process law, and it would probably be good general information for anyone to watch. But at any rate, he brought abusive process process counterclaim saying, you know, basically he has here, uh, defendant defendant contends that the only reason plaintiff filed suit against him instead of the subscriber, Greenwood Digital, is because he is a male and more vulnerable to plaintiff's abusive tactics in coercing a settlement. So we've talked before, and anybody that's been involved in a torrent download dispute knows that these can be seen as shame settlements, somebody trying to shame you, and, you know, when they put your name out there, you know, they try to put you out before the public. And say, oh, look what he's watching. Look at his movie. Look at the movie titles. You know, and so it becomes this really, you know, 
you know, course of process where somebody feels compelled to settle a case and it may result in higher dollars. And I say, trust me, we see this all the time with, with plaintiff counsels getting really aggressive. You know, you better tell me, tell me where you're at on the counterclaim or I'm going to, I'm going to amend, I'm going to amend, I'm going to put them in, I'm going to put them in, you know, so they do this all the time. That's one of their, you know, things. And in this case, um, in amending the complaint to add the defendant, the defendant felt there were some misrepresentations that were made, and so he decided to add his abusive process cause of action. Now, the abusive pro- the court discussed the abusive process claim. The, the plaintiff said, "Oh, that's hogwash. It's totally conclusory, and you know, and he doesn't have any facts, and it's conclusory." So they filed a motion to dismiss the counterclaim which ultimately lost. So, but essentially the court discussed that the defendant's abuse of process counterclaim um, and explained the tort of abuse of process is one who uses a legal process, whether criminal or civil, against another primarily to accomplish a purpose for which it is not designed. So that's the basics. It says the improper purpose usually takes the form of coercion to obtain a collateral advantage not properly involved in the proceeding itself, such as the surrender of property or the payment of money by the use of the process as a threat or a club. There is, in other words, a form of extortion, and it is what is done in the course of negotiation rather than the issuance or any formal use of the process itself, which constitutes the tort. So let me unpack that for you. So what they're saying is, in the course of litigation, there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, you, you serve subpoenas, you file proofs of service. You, these are different lit- litigation tools or things that happen in litigation. You engage in discovery, you set depositions, you do all kinds of things, and you have to do those lawfully within lawful means. If you go too far and you cross the line too far and you're using these civil or criminal judicial tools in a you know over the bounds you know coercive manner, somebody might have a claim against you for abusive process, and that's exactly what this defendant said. And plaintiff filed a motion to dismiss and said, ah, oh, couldn't be, you know, we're just here enforcing our rights and what, what you would expect them to say. And um, the court ultimately held, no, this is, this is not, um, I'm not going to dismiss this um, at the motion to dismiss level. doesn't mean it might not survive summary judgment. That's a different thing altogether. But at this point, the, the defendant is going to be able to try to prove the mis- material misstatements of facts that were made in the amendment. Um, it looks to me, the best I can tell, that the two things were the, the use of the, the, the uh, tools. One would be service of process, um, se- uh, serving an amended complaint with misstatements, and the other um, appears to maybe be just the... Um, Anyway, I think that's probably what it is. At any rate, um, the court said the first element, the ulterior motive, is clear. Plaintiff seeks to extort a settlement payment. To the second element, the coercive act after the issuance of process is satisfied by the alleged knowing misrepresentations plaintiff made in its amended complaint. So I, I guess the court is looking either at the amended complaint or the service of process of the amended complaint. At any rate, they cite the Tedards versus Audi case, and the court says we're not going to dim- dismiss the counterclaim at this time. So that's a little update from the trenches. Um, it gives hope to uh, litigants that are in this process, and it may be treated unfairly and abused and uh, 
Um, plaintiff attorneys that cross the line, you may find that there is a counteraction, a, a counterclaim for abuse of process. Again, that's going to be a state tort that you're going to look at. Make sure you understand the elements of that. And uh, of course, you got you got to make sure you raise it and then you have to somehow prove it. But it could give you leverage in a settlement. You know, they may not want to go down to a trial and find out if if they abuse the process or not. So, but that's about it. If you need help with a strike three holdings case, a Malibu media case, or any other illegal file sharing allegation, you can find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. We're one of the premier defense attorneys in this area of law, and we have low flat rate fee, excellent client reviews, and a history of federal court litigation, and we're happy to show you all those. Okay. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe. Feel free to share it on your social media networks. And thank you all for following us and helping us build our YouTube channel and our podcast channel. Thanks a lot. This is general legal information only, not legal advice, advertisement, and communication. Have a great day.